Supersonic Pod Comics presents House of Heroes by Ben Avery. Prologue, part four of four, The Man Monster. The house of the House of Heroes, just outside Gary, Indiana, still two weeks before the destruction of Andrew. Meet George Jetson, the song rattled around in his head. Meet George Jetson, just those three words. Why? He could not remember why. He wanted to remember why, but he could not remember why he wanted to. Meet George Jetson. He crawled forward through the grass, his belly rolling and roiling, pushing his mass toward the structure. The structure. It was important to him. Why? Home. That was why. Home away from home. Meet George Jetson. Earth was his home. Earth was his self, but the structure was home to the people, the dust and water ones, the ones who were as he remembered being in the time before. They were his people. Mikasa e Sukasa. They never said that, but it was a whispering memory from his past that expressed the feeling they gave him. Home is where the heart is, and his heart was there. Meet George Jetson. Dust to dust. That was a concept he knew. It wasn't quite right. Dust and water. That was right. Dust and water. The stuff of life. The stuff of the people in the structure. The stuff of the important people. The stuff of the other people who poisoned his home. The earth of his home. The earth of his earth. They were all dust and water. And so was he. Ashes to ashes. Dust and water to dust and water. Dust and water. Mud. That was him. He crawled up the hard, angular surface that rose to the entrance of the structure. He squeezed through the crack to get inside. He did not like squeezing through the crack to get inside. He preferred that the people open up the rectangular hole and allow him in. What was that called? The portal of perception, the known and the unknown. Doors. Door. That was the word. Door. He crawled through the structure along its hard ground that wasn't ground. It was trees. Trees made into ground. Made into a false ground that separated him from the earth. In some ways, this brought angst, anxiety. Being separate. In other ways, it brought him relief. The earth always cried always whimpered from the dull pain of the poisoning. Not all of the earth, just parts. Lately, though, it had cried more. He felt the one who was less water and more dust. She who wore the mask of light over her body, a luminous being, that one. Meet George Jetson. Normally he would follow her. Following her felt good. It gave him pleasure, but he was drawn away from her. He saw a portal open. Close the front door. Were you raised in a barn? He felt the metallic man. Friend, that one was. Kindred spirit. If it had a spirit. The luminous one and the metal friend were joined by a third. A tall, striking figure. He did not like the tall, striking figure. He paused for a moment to observe the tall, striking figure. He could not see. He had no eyes, but he could feel shapes and colors and sounds. 
The shapes and colors and sounds that the tall, striking man emanated repulsed him. Something else did, too. Something from before. This tall, striking figure did not come around much, but whenever it did, it gave him the same feeling of revulsion. He had no time to waste resting in these negative feelings. Focusing his attention on the Luminous One, he briefly considered staying. If the Luminous One had beckoned to him, he would have lingered, even with the pull he felt. She had that effect, but she did not. Instead, she communicated with the tall, striking one. He felt the Luminous One speak a word. Michael. An important word. But it was about him, not to him. With a feeling he could not understand, he returned his attention to the pull. The draw. The call. He continued crawling past them, drawn ahead, out the door, down the steep, hard incline, out and across the false rock face laid upon the soil by the people, the people who were dust and water, who covered everything with false rock and formed metal and transparent sand. They made the earth cry, but today the earth wept, and he was drawn to why. Slowly he writhed away, slinking toward what? Slinking toward pain. Behind him he heard, felt, the voice of the Luminous One. Why was she so important? Why did he want, more than anything except to go to whatever wound called to him, why did he want to know why she was so important? He did not sleep, he did not need to, but he still dreamed, and her face, sometimes the luminous false mask, sometimes her true face, dark and round and wonderful, haunted his dreams. Why? Meet George Jetson. The infernal song would not go away. He inched forward. A secluded wooded area just west of Joliet, Illinois. Two cycles of the sun later. The song was gone. He wasn't sure why it was there in the first place. He wasn't sure why he missed it. There was something he was supposed to remember, something important. But the pull was getting greater now, and it clouded his head. No, it didn't cloud his head, even though his form typically still retained the memory of the old body. Two appendages reaching forward, two appendages in the back, and the vague lump of a head in the front. The thinking did not happen in the head. It happened everywhere, just like the feeling happened everywhere, and the being happened everywhere. He was something different. A memory. Hey, Dad, look! A giant human turd! A giant human turd! That memory came forward almost every time he thought of his body. It was from the after time, after he changed from dust and water to mud and muck. Early in the after time, a feeling something like crying came to his body. A feeling felt everywhere. A thinking thought everywhere. Crying, sadness, difference. Now the traces of that cry were still felt, but louder, stronger were the feeling and the thinking and the being of the memory of laughter. Why? Because turds were funny. The word was funny. The turd word was funny. The memory. The young person laughed. Then he, the turd, turned. Then he, the muck, crawled toward the young person. Then the young person, the boy, screamed. The other person, the dad, shot rock from a stick. It did not hurt. Both of those dust and water things, the young person and the dad, ran. Vibrations like crying racked his form then. Now, 
Vibrations like laughter racked his form if he allowed himself to dwell on the event. Why were turds funny? They were discarded by the people and returned to the ground, giving life in the cycle. They were not funny. They were good. But they were funny in the past. You're so juvenile, a voice from before said. He shook, vibrated, laughed some more. But the laughter stopped. He had reached his destination. The wound. The earth opened up in one long laceration. Something had pushed itself up from below the surface. Something like a root. No, not like a root. It was a root. It pushed upward, tearing this gash in the flesh of the earth. It pulsed with foul energy, and the earth cried and moaned in pain. What was this? Curiosity. What would have once been considered an arm reached out, stretched out, touched the root. A sound pierced the air. He felt it and thought it and realized he was it. He had not uttered a sound since before the change. Somehow, the shock of this pain caused him to do so, and now, in the aftermath, the shock of his shriek shook him. How had it hurt him that much? Physical pain was rarely a part of his existence. Occasionally, when caught in an explosion, if he followed the luminous one and the mechanical one and the great one, his friends, into conflict, then he might feel some pain. Maybe. The luminous one. He had forgotten her. Meet George Jetson. The song was back. He knew it to be a good thing, but it did not feel like a good thing. Focus. Focus on the route before him. It was large, taller than some of the people dwellings. It arched up and out of the wound high enough that the metal shell he sometimes traveled in with the ones he called friends could fit beneath it. It did not belong. Other roots belonged. They reached into the earth and took from the earth, and when they died, they gave back to the earth. They reached into the earth and took from the earth and gave to the dust and water creatures that took from their branches. They reached into the earth and moved the earth and helped the earth. They belonged to the cycles of the earth. They were born of the earth. This did not belong. This was other. This was from another place. This was something else. He mourned the pain of the earth. He gave empathy. He gave sympathy. It was small comfort, but it was comfort. And as he felt outward, the earth revealed more. This root was but one of many. Roots that reached into the earth in a horrid network that reached through the crust and through the flesh of the globe. They were unseen mostly, but they were many. They upset the balance. He did not know what this meant, but he knew how it felt. He had to help. His friends would help him. He turned around and began crawling back. The House of the House of Heroes, just outside Gary, Indiana, a week before the destruction of Njeru. Home. The journey took so much time. Too much time. Time that could have destroyed the focus. He knew, remembered, felt only a few things at this moment. He knew the memory of the pain of that place. He knew he wanted to help the earth's pain. He knew if there was any hope to help, the structure was where he needed to be. He did not know why that had slipped away. He did not know how that had not slipped away. It had never been there to begin with. 
But with a single-minded direction, he crawled and crawled. He had not stopped since he left that profane place behind him. When he left that profane place, he had purpose. He could only hope that the memory of that purpose would return when he arrived. He could only hope he would gain insight about how to alleviate that pain when he arrived. He inched forward slowly, slowly, steadily, steadily. He felt steps, heavy steps, the steps of the great one. Yes, but heavier. Something else was with the great one. What was it? He reached out into the air, feeling the vibrations, knowing the colors, understanding the shape. There was a body, a great body resting on the great one's back, a body that poured out vibrations of life. Yes, life. He felt it. He knew it, but it was unlike anything he had ever felt or known before. It's life, Jim, but not as we know it. It was not dust and water. It was water and dust. A subtle difference, but important. Like the root, it did not belong. It was other. It was something else. It was from somewhere else. It was different. The root. Yes, that was the thing that brought the pain. The pain that earth felt. The pain that earth had been feeling. For how long? He did not measure time well. Not since before, anyway. But these roots had taken a long time to grow. The dust and water people that walked the surface of the earth exploited and poisoned the dust and the water of the earth for years. But this pain was different. It was long-lasting and constant. And it grew as the roots grew. They drove themselves from pole to pole, connecting one side of the earth with the other. The earth cried out with rain and thunder and lightning. He followed the great one around the side of the structure to the space behind it, the great green space where he could rest and commune and be. The great one dropped his burden on the soil. It shuddered. It lived, but it was not awake. Further observation revealed that it was bound with chains and straps. The luminous one and the mechanical one joined the great one outside. They communicated with words. He understood some of it. They were concerned. They could not see it. They knew it was a threat. He had never wanted to communicate with them as much as he did in this moment. For thousands of sun cycles, he had been willing to follow, to accompany, to assist, and he did so almost mindlessly. They went, he went. They reacted, he reacted. He was content to merely go alongside them. But no more. It was their turn now. Their turn to help him. To help the earth rid itself of these roots of evil. These roots that brought pain. These roots that brought death. Yes, death. He knew this now. The water and dust creature from another place was using the roots to bring death to the earth. To bring a transformation to the earth. A before and an after. Just like his own. Just like the memory slipped through his knowing. Yes, the earth now was still in its before. Like when he was Michael. The earth was in its Michael time now, still in its before, but left to the roots and the water and dust root bringers, it would move into an after time, an after time that would bring pain and wounds to the earth and death to the dust and water people. The luminous one noticed him and he took notice of that. She crouched down next to him, gently putting her palm on his body the place where his shoulder would have been, where it once had been. It brought comfort to him. 
Ah, sweet comfort. Meet George Jetson. The song returned, but why? As she crouched next to him, hand on him, still communicating with the other two, the song expanded. Jane, his wife. If only he knew why that was so important. A crying feeling came to him, but he shook it away. Crying feelings without memories were useless to him. And lately, that was how they came to him. These new words echoed in his mind, but he tried to focus on his one objective. Somehow communicate the danger to them. He knew they would help. They did not live as close to the earth as he, but they still relied upon it. It was home. A war was coming. A storm was coming. But they would tend to it. Him. And the Great One. And the Mechanical One. And the Luminous One. Jane, his wife. The monster. The demigod. The robot. The alien. As a family, they would stand. As a family, they would fight. As a family, they would heal the earth. And that's the end of the first part of the House of Heroes. More parts will be coming soon in our Patreon supporter feed. Uh, also, these will be remixed into something a little bit less bare bones than what we've presented here, as I've talked about before. But for now, here's what you can expect from Supersonic Pod Comics in the future. First of all, we will have new episodes of our regular series. That's Randoms. That's Sumo Force, not Sumo Force, Super Force. That's Sumo Girl and and the Mark. Uh, there will also be a couple more um, one-shot things from the world of the randoms and also uh, two new characters that have been referenced a little bit here and there. Uh, one from JS and one from myself that we're very excited about. I'm very excited about, um, I'll just name him here. His name is Hawkshaw. And I'm very excited about Hawkshaw, and I'm also very excited about what JS has coming. Uh, he's got some monster stuff uh, planned, and I mean that both in a literal sense, it involves monsters, and in a metaphorical sense, in that it's monster. It's cool, all right? Some monster stuff, yeah. Okay, so maybe I shouldn't be using monster as an adjective to describe JS's stuff, but it definitely is uh, the best possible sense of the of the word. So anyway, uh, that's what you have to expect. There will be um, just a few more episodes of these things, and then we'll be coming back together with all of these pieces in a giant crossover that uh, we are very excited about. And these things will be rounding out the first phase, I guess, if you're going to steal from Marvel. Uh, the first pod, possibly, you could call it that, as they did with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the first season, if you're going to go with uh, with uh, common television parlance, or the first series, if you prefer to watch uh, British TV shows, whatever you want to call it, the first uh, main section of Supersonic Pod Comics is coming to a head very, very soon. And in that, there's just some things that JS and I and all of, all of our friends who are working on this are very excited about. So. Again, I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for uh, spending time with these stories. Hopefully these stories have brought some fun to your life and some mystery to your day and some excitement to your life day existence, some excitement to your existence. Ooh, and even some, no, it's not alliteration if it's not consonants, is it? 
doesn't matter. We can talk about all of those Englishy kind of things, all the adjectives I'm using wrong and the poetical terms that I'm using incorrectly. Um, we can get past all that. We can come back to that later, talk about that later. Right now, I'm just so excited to be able to share these superhero stories with you. Also very excited that I am finally getting my swamp monster story out there. Yes, Michael here is the swamp monster that I've been wanting to write about for years. And I do mean years. It's not the uh, it's not the I was a teenage swamp monster story that I've been wanting to tell for years. It's a different one. And I have, you know, multiple swamp monster stories in me. Anyway, enough chat, enough me talking about stuff. Let's uh, let's just close this episode down and we'll get right back into the regular series um, within well, maybe next week, but it probably will be in two weeks. So. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending time with us. And wherever you are, wherever you're going, I want to wish you Godspeed.